This information is just one of more than 3,175 peer-reviewed articles from Vet Lexicon Canis provided by VetStream Definitive Veterinary Intelligence. Adabite poisoning in dogs from Vet Lexicon Canis. Contributors Glenn Koska. Introduction The adder or viper in Latin Vipera berus, is the only venomous snake in the UK. Snake bite envenomation occurs in approximately 50% of bites. Cases of envenomation generally occur between February and October, peaking in June to August, and should always be treated as an emergency. Adabites can be life-threatening where systemic envenoming occurs. Presenting signs Adabites generally occur from February to October, peaking in June to August, as published by Reading in 1996. It suggested that bites in the spring, as well as those from young snakes, contain more venom and are therefore more toxic, as reported by McIntyre et al. in 2005. In humans, approximately half the patients are bitten on the hand while picking up the adder, Inquisitive dogs will be similarly affected, with bites predominantly affecting the face and lower limbs. The affected area will be acutely painful to the touch and swollen. Cases can be divided into those showing signs of local envenoming and those showing signs of systemic envenoming. In cases of local envenoming, immediate sharp pain is followed by a sensation of tingling and local swelling. In cases of systemic envenoming, dramatic anaphylactoid signs may appear within five minutes of the bite, or may be delayed for several hours. Clinical signs may include nausea, vomiting, colic, diarrhoea, fever, vasoconstriction, tachycardia, shock, bronchospasm and angioedema. Hypotension is a serious accompanying sign and usually develops within two hours. More unusual clinical features including bleeding, diatheses, acute renal failure, Puig et al. 1995, coma, seizures, cardiac arrest, acute gastric dilatation and acute pancreatitis. Bites to the tongue or neck may be life-threatening because of the progressive edema in those regions. If treatment is delayed, signs of secondary infection may occur around the bite. Bite wounds may become severely necrotic, leading to skin sloughing. Acute presentation. If the venom is injected into the bloodstream, death may occur acutely, leading to shock and collapse. Geographic incidents. The adder occurs throughout mainland Britain as well as on some of the islands off the west coast of Scotland. The adder is the UK's most widely and northerly distributed snake. The adder is particularly common in the counties of Cornwall, Dorset, Hampshire, Surrey and Sussex, where areas of open heathland associated with sandy or chalky soil provide a suitable habitat for the adder. Adders are also often associated with woodland edge habitats and can be typically found in areas of rough open countryside. 
Snake envenomation is also commonly seen in animals that have access to regions where stock is grazed either adjacent to or on marginal land. Cost considerations. Anti-venom is relatively expensive and is often not readily available in veterinary practices or even from human accident and emergency departments. Treatment for the severe complications can be expensive. Special risks. It is risky to try to trap an adder for identification purposes, although many owners will try. Whilst the adder can be potentially confused with the grass snake, also known as Natrix natrix, the slow worm, Anguis fragilis, and the smooth snake, Coronella austriaca, identification is not required as the UK only has one venomous snake. Pathogenesis. Etiology. Venom constituents are complex, containing a mixture of enzymes, proteins and peptides. Further details on the enzymatic activities of adder venom can be found in the paper by Sigur et al. 1979. The genomic DNA sequences encoding the phospholipases A2 from the venoms of a number of European vipers have been sequenced together with genes encoding a number of neurotoxins. Gilliman et al. in 2003. Pathophysiology. Only about 50% of bites by exotic venomous snakes inject sufficient venom to cause clinical envenoming. Worrell, 2005. McIntyre et al. in 2005 state that 20% of snake bites are dry i.e. they contain little or no toxic venom. The percentage of dry adabites is uncertain. If injected, the complex nature of venom is largely responsible for the range of physiological and clinical effects reported. These include an immediate drop in systemic blood pressure is commonly seen. This arises through arterial vasodilation, followed by increased peripheral vascular resistance decreased cardiac output, hypoproteinemia and increased PCV. The hypoproteinemia and the hypovolemia probably arise due to increases in vascular permeability and loss of circulating fluid and protein. Bradykinin release may be seen resulting in vasodilation. Phospholipase A2 present in many viperid venoms can cause release of prostaglandins. This can lead to further vasodilation and hypotension. Phospholipase A2 has significant anticoagulant properties. Anticoagulation effects may be seen, resulting in clinical features of a bleeding diathesis. Renal failure can result for a variety of reasons, including myoglobinuria, haemoglobinuria and hypovolemic shock. Serious complications include ventricular arrhythmias, cardiac failure, acute renal failure, DIC and airway obstruction. DIC, disseminated intravascular coagulation, can result in haemorrhage, shock, collapse and sometimes death. Time course. The signs of envenomation may occur within minutes or be delayed up to an hour. 
If no swelling is apparent within two hours, then envenomation has not occurred. The swelling will gradually increase in size and become hemorrhagic. Swelling may become necrotic, with overlying skin often sloughing. Death due to heart, renal and hepatic failure, if occurs, is within five to seven days. Death may occur acutely due to the development of disseminated intravascular coagulation. Diagnosis. Client history. Contact with snake or known snake habitats. Extensive swelling around the vite. Excitement followed by depression. Collapse. Death. Swelling may become necrotic if acute signs are not fatal and presentation is delayed. Vomiting, nausea, diarrhoea, shock and bronchospasm may all be reported. The owner may have seen and be able to identify the snake. The dorsal surface and flanks of the adder bear a characteristic dark zigzagging stripe. The flanks may also have a row of dark oval spots, whilst the head has a distinct V or X shaped mark on its dorsal surface. Adders can be variable in colour, with the background colour typically differing between males and females. Males have a typically grey, creamy white or steely grey background. Female colouring, by contrast, ranges from browns and yellows to brick red. Males can reach a length of 60 centimetres in the UK and weigh 50 to 60 grams. Females can reach 75 centimetres in length and weigh between 80 and 100 grams. The adder has a characteristic vertically slit pupil that is helpful in distinguishing it from other British snakes and lizards. Clinical signs. An acutely painful swollen area of tissue is likely to be detected at the site of the snake bite. Close inspection of the site may detect one or two small puncture wounds. In case is of systemic envenoming, dramatic anaphylactoid signs may appear within five minutes of the bite or may be delayed for several hours. Clinical signs may include nausea, vomiting, colic, diarrhoea, fever, vasoconstriction, tachycardia, shock, bronchospasm and angioedema. Hypotension is a serious accompanying sign and usually develops within two hours. Clinical signs may also include hemorrhagic edema, dilated pupils, acute renal failure, coma, seizures, cardiac arrests, acute gastric dilatation and acute pancreatitis. Bites to the tongue or neck may be life-threatening because of the progressive edema in those areas. Diagnostic investigation. Patients presenting with signs of systemic envenomation should have investigative blood profiling to include biochemistry and haematology. Blood tests may show a neutrophil leukocytosis. Initial haemoconcentration may be seen where extravasation occurs into the affected limb. This may then give way to anemia where hemolysis occurs. Concentrations of serum creatinine kinase, urea and creatinine may be raised. If coagulopathy is present, 
then tests of hemostatic function are indicated. Definitive diagnostic features. Appropriate signs with evidence of snake bite. Careful examination with or without clipping may aid visualization of the bite wound. When clipped and examined, the paired fang puncture marks may be identified. These are usually approximately five to 10 millimeters apart. The area surrounding the bite wound is typically inflamed and may become increasingly bruised with time. Gross autopsy findings. Edema and hemorrhage, particularly around the wound. Evidence of shock and circulatory collapse. Differential diagnosis. Road traffic accident and other trauma. Other causes of anaphylaxis, including bee and wasp stings. Infected bite wound from another animal. Necrotic neoplasia. Treatment. Initially, symptomatic treatment. Upon receiving a phone call requesting advice for a dog that's been bitten by an adder or where an adder bite is suspected, it is essential that both the owner and the animal are reassured and calmed down. Where possible and practical, the owner should be instructed to immobilise the affected limb and ideally the animal in order to minimise the chances of systemic envenomation. Practically speaking, this means that transportation should be brought in to the animal. Affected animals should be carried rather than walked. A tip here is that any interference with the wound should be avoided, as should the use of tourniquets and ligatures. The latter can predispose to ischemic tissue damage and subsequent complications. Upon hospitalisation, the degree of envenoming should be established. It is suggested in human patients that this be subsequently reviewed every 24 hours. Harborn, 1993, recommended that human patients with local reaction or signs of systemic envenoming should be admitted for 48 hours with ECG monitoring. The most important decision is whether anti-venom should be given. This specific antidote prevents mortality and reduces hospital stay and morbidity. Zagreb antivenom has been provided to NHS hospitals since 1969 and is available to veterinary practices throughout the UK, veterinary wholesalers or direct from Ferillion Limited and the telephone number is 01708379000 in the UK. Indications for antivenom treatment include hypotension, with or without signs of shock. Other signs of systemic envenoming including ECG abnormalities, vomiting, hemostatic abnormalities and peripheral neutrophil leukocytosis. Marked local envenoming involving more than half the bitten limb within 48 hours or spreading rapidly from the bitten extremity within four hours of the bite. Antivenom. 10 mils of the concentrated antivenom is injected for the animal, preferably by IV infusion over 30 minutes. IV injection should be administered, diluted in 5 mils of 0.9% sodium chloride per kilo body weight over at 10 to 15 minutes. The dose can be repeated after 1 to 2 hours if clinical signs persist. 
Adjunctive treatments include the provision of intensive fluid therapy at appropriate shock rates. The provision of pain relief, antibiotics and anti-inflammatories are also indicated. Corticosteroids block the actions of phospholipase A2 and are indicated where antivenom is not used in order to block phospholipase A2 and reduce tissue inflammation and edema. Corticosteroids are not, however, recommended where effective doses of antivenom are administered because they are not thought to provide any additional benefits and can result in unwanted side effects, as reported by McIntyre in 2005. The recommended dose is 0.1 mg per kilo of dexamethasone, IV, or 1 mg per kilo of prednisolone, by mouth, every 12 hours until pain and swelling subside. Antibiotics. Isolates from snake bites include Staphylococcus aureus, Staph epidermidis, Group A Streptococci, Acinebacter, Citrobacter and Pseudomonas species. Gram-negative, gram-positive and anaerobic bacteria have all been cultured from snake bite wounds. In view of all these findings, broad-spectrum antibiotics are indicated pending culture and sensitivity results. Combinations including a penicillin and a fluoroquinolone are appropriate first choices. That said, prophylactic antibiosis are said not to be justified in human cases, as reported by Worrell, 2005. Clostridium tetani has also been cultured from snake mouths. The possibility of tetanus as a complication following snake bites should not be overlooked. Pain relief. Administration of the opioid analgesics is usually indicated and is preferable to the use of non-steroidal anti-inflammatories in view of the uncertain renal status of many of these patients. Surgical debridement may become necessary once the extent of any tissue necrosis is determined. Sloughing of any ischemic tissue at the bite wound can occur after several days. The wound should be debrided to remove all necrotic tissue and managed using conventional techniques until wound granulation and secondary closure occurs. Monitoring. Monitoring of adabite patients is as for any critical patients. Particular attention should be paid to blood pressure, ECG readings, coagulation status, urine output and swelling at the affected site. Subsequent treatment. Treatment. Patients should be hospitalised for at least 24 hours. Patients may be discharged once systemic signs have resolved. Swelling may take several days to diminish. Monitoring. Owners should be instructed to telephone if any signs of illness develop following discharge from the practice. The bite wound should be monitored for signs of tissue necrosis. The owners should be warned about the possibility of anaphylactoid reactions to the antivenom if further antivenom treatment is ever required. Anaphylactoid antivenom reactions are reported to complicate about 10% of human treatments with Zagreb antivenom, as reported by Worrell 2005. Reactions occur in individuals sensitised to horse proteins, either by previous administration of the antiserum or in some other way. In view of this, injectable adrenaline 
antihistamine and hydrocortisone should be drawn up and readily available for use. Prevention Control Adders are a protected species and cannot be killed. Therefore, control by eradication of the snake is prohibited. Prophylaxis Avoid walking dogs in high-risk areas during summer months. When walking across high-risk areas, dogs should be kept on a lead and therefore under more control. Outcomes Prognosis The prognosis is good where only local envenomation has occurred. Systemic envenomation is more serious and therefore carries a more guarded prognosis. Disseminated intravascular coagulation is a bad prognostic sign. The prognosis is affected by the size of the dog and the location of the bite. Prognosis is usually good with treatment. Severe skin sloughs may require surgical intervention at a later date. Reasons for treatment failure are a delay in seeking treatment and a non-aggressive therapeutic approach. We hope you found this information useful to understand more about adder bite poisoning in dogs. You can read this vet lexicon article and more than 3,175 other peer-reviewed articles by 550 clinical experts on the veterinary care of dogs via www.vetstream.com forward slash treat forward slash canis. Copyright Vetstream, Definitive Veterinary Intelligence.